welcome back to menu tv reviews i am your host Moon. today we will be discussing one of us is lying i know what i mean but one of us is lying season two episode four titled simon says gotcha <laughs> now when i first was finna do the title i was gonna say simon says gotcha bitch <laughs> Y'all, I have missed y'all so much, okay? You just don't understand how your girl has been working so hard to try to get some coins, okay? So I apologize to y'all. I am definitely going to try to get back to where I am recording at least twice a week um, so we can finally get caught up because we are so behind, okay? Shout out to Toya because, listen, she a true friend, okay? She'll tell me when I'm in the wrong, and she said, girl... That's all I was like, Toya, oh my God, this episode was so good. And she was like, girl, it was good, but you super behind. But I love you, so I'm going to keep listening. So shout out to you, Toya. Y'all, please go over to her YouTube page and support her. Her YouTube page is called Pieces of Lily. okay? She is doing amazing things over there with her girls, um, but she focuses more so on Aaliyah because she um, has autism. So you guys go over there and show Toya some love, okay? All right, so I hope everybody has had a wonderful weekend. Um, If you watch Super Bowl, if that's your thing, and you're a Chiefs fan, congratulations, okay? But it would have been nice if Jalen would have won. But anyway, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So y'all, the Murder Club has finally made it back to the dock. And just as they suspected, here comes that daggone detective annoying strutting her stuff towards them. And the only one out of all of those kids on that boat that seems to play it hella cool is the youngest one, Maeve, okay? Like, y'all already knew that this was gonna happen, okay? Y'all just dropped Jake off at the bottom of the ocean, and none of y'all really saw this within the foreseeable future. <laughs> I mean, like, what? <laughs> so you were surprised that she just strolled up to the dock, huh? Okay, got you. Tighten up, okay? Maybe tell them, look, y'all gotta play it cool, okay? She can see it all on your face. So you got you got to put your best poker face on. So just as Detective Annoying comes trying to figure out whose boat this is, because she's so impressed in quotations and taken aback by how big this boat is because i mean janae parents do got money so yeah so whose boat is this because i actually want to take a tour on it and so janae comes forward and she was like nah without a warrant you don't <laughs> girl you better know your laws okay and so she was like a warrant for real and so Janae was like, yeah, because her parents love their privacy. And so she was like, well, like I said, I was just trying to take a tour of the nice shiny boat. Jeez, no need to get tense. But now that you've mentioned a warrant and you are all out here just chilling like y'all are part of the Midnight Society telling ghost stories about this big boat. I mean, I guess maybe I'll have to get one. So Addie unconvincingly says that they were just hanging out. And so she was like, okay, no, no worries. It's cool, okay? But as Detective Annoying hands Coop back his phone, she informs him that that text he received from Jake 
yeah, that was definitely a fake, okay? Somebody is playing games. And so Coop was like, oh, gosh darn. I was really hoping to help you find Jake. Oh, don't worry, she tell him, okay? We still gonna find him one way or another. And so, um, of course, now the kids are really shook because she is finna definitely take a permanent residence in their heads for free. <laughs> like the mind games that she is playing right now. Girl, just go ahead and arrest these kids. Just do what you gotta do at this point because, I mean, it's it's bound to happen. It's just a matter of when at this point. So, it's the next day at school, and Coop and Addie are talking, and while Addie is still trying to figure out if Giselle is the real deal, Coop is actually growing more paranoid by the second about what Detective Annoyan may have discovered on his phone while she had it. And so, he concludes that she must have looked at other things aside from analyzing the text from Jake, because how else would she know that they were at the marina? And he was like, he don't know because he turned off his location and he always deletes their messages thank you baby jesus because that was definitely one of my main concerns seeing as how Bronwyn got caught up like she did just that quick by Maeve I mean granted Maeve is a whiz kid but I mean come on Bronwyn like why do you even have all of that stuff still in your phone you couldn't at least delete it off of there so anyway and so he was like, well, what if a message from Simon 2.0 came through or Janae sent that text after she had already snatched his phone? And so as they're racking their brains about that, Addie actually spots Giselle in a cheerleader outfit. And so she was like, what the hell is she doing? She doesn't even go here. Like, <laughs> this doesn't even make sense. Why is she in the cheerleading outfit? And so then here comes Vanessa and the squad. They roll up in their matching cheer fits. And she has some type of major breaking news about Jake's disappearance. And so she says, someone sent her a pic of Jake's par uh, Jake's car parked in the woods by his house. So, as a result of said picture, now that's where they're going to try to focus all of their efforts in trying to find Jake. And so they do this whack-ass cheer about their search efforts. Like, y'all, the cheer was a hot mess, okay? Okay, so... Maybe Coop missed a mission from Simon 2.0 because here comes Nate and Bronwyn. Like, they're talking for a split second about ditching school to go watch a movie. Sorry, y'all. Pause. So, Coop was like, okay, maybe I did miss a mission from Simon 2.0 because the picture got sent to Vanessa. Okay. I was missing a period right there. Anyway, Nate comes up and um, to Bronwyn, and they're talking for a split second about ditching school to go watch a movie. And he was like, I can't because I got this tutoring session with Fiona. And so Bronwyn was like, oh, you're still being tutored by her? And he was like, yeah, I'll catch you later. I got to go. And <laughs> as he walk off, y'all, Bronwyn looks stuck as hell. <laughs> so as he... um goes to see Fiona she brings up them having dinner with her parents and now he's the one that's left to be looking stuck because he was like what are you talking about like having dinner with your parents like we just made out like it was no big deal on that and so Fiona feels like the only next logical step that they take is having dinner with their parents that is unless the kids didn't mean anything to you that's what she's telling Nate and she was like well if that kiss didn't mean anything, that means you're just, like, 
all of the other boys. You're just another F boy around here. <laughs> and so he was like, I, 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 so then she was like, psych, I got you. You know, it was just a joke. I was just playing with you. And um, so she was like, goodness gracious, Nate, like it was just a kiss. Calm down, okay? No need, no need to get all hyper about it. <laughs> no need to propose or anything like that. And so she states that she's down for the cause, though, okay? If you ever want to have a makeout session again, I am here. And I am ready and willing. So Fiona going to definitely keep her options open. But, you know, Nate, Nate got some decisions to make. So Coop feels like this whole thing with Jake is getting out of hand with Vanessa trying to play Inspector Gadget in this mother, okay? And so he ends up getting this reminder from his dad that he has a meeting with Marucci at 3 p.m., so he can't afford to be late. So he goes to open his locker, and y'all, when he goes to open his locker, he actually finds one of those, like, weird doll masks. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so if you watch wrestling, what was that girl's name? Asaki or something? Y'all know which mask I'm talking about. Okay. I got one better for you. If you've ever seen the movie, The Strangers, those masks that they were wearing, that's what this mask looked like. Y'all, that movie still holds to this day. I know that movie came out years and years and years ago, but watch that movie in the dark by yourself and see if you don't get creeped out. That is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life and it's actually based off like true events which is crazy okay so anyway back to the show he hurries and he closes his locker right he kind of looks around to see if anybody is paying attention and when he you know i guess finally has the clear that nobody is looking at him he ends up putting it in his backpack and so after class he ends up showing it to the rest of the crew so they're like, basically, this means that Simon 2.0 is actually probably roaming around the school, right? It only makes sense. So Maeve brings up the fact that Giselle has eight different profiles, but none of them have her current name attached to them. Like, she catfishing out here or something, you know what I'm saying? So they were like, okay, she's shady, yeah, but that don't mean that she actually fits the title for Simon 2.0, and so Addie was like, maybe she don't to y'all, but she surely fits the bill for me. I mean, she's definitely got motive for loving Jake, you know, coupled along with the fact that she's crazy. It's like, the girl is off her rocker. Need I say more? So as they're talking about Giselle, we see that um, she's getting whisked away by one of the teachers because... Of course, like I said, she's not a student there. So why are you even on school grounds? So you can go ahead and see yourself out. And so Addie, <laughs> Addie sees all of this happening. And so she, you know, she's hot on the trail because she wants to finally get the truth out of Giselle. And so, like I said, she confronts her about lying about the whole Grease love story. And she asks her if she really even knows Jake. But Giselle played cool. And she actually doubles down calling Addie jealous that her number one spot got snatched. And she rubs even more salt on the wound by saying that they messed around, not only in Mykonos, but they also messed around in Santorini. And he even put his face in the place in Creed. Okay, Giselle. (laughs) 
And so she was like, girl, he ain't love you, okay? Hell, he ain't even like you at that point. And so she just leaves Addie, like, just fuming as she walks off grinning like a Cheshire cat. So just then, as Giselle is walking off, Addie actually gets a text from Simon 2.0 telling her to go ahead and smash Giselle's car. Um, you ain't got to tell me twice. I'll definitely do that with much pleasure, okay? And so she ends up grabbing a bat from somebody that she see walk in on campus, and she go to work on her car, y'all. She was like, hold, hold my books for me. Let me see that bat. Girl, y'all would have thought that she wrote Jasmine Sullivan's song, okay? <laughs> and so as she smashes one of Giselle's windows, she sees that, you know, she's got a necklace hanging from, like, her little, um, her rearview mirror. And so she ends up snatching the necklace off as well. Girl, Juvie was already winking at you from afar, but now you just full-fledged flirting with Juvie at this point. <laughs> Uh, y'all can go ahead and escort her down, <laughs> down to the juvenile uh premises. <laughs> and so, of course, she gets called into the principal's office. And at this time, Mama has actually pulled up. Okay, so they're both in the principal's office, and she's trying to explain that she didn't want to do it, but she had to. And so the principal's like, "Uh, excuse me, ma'am. What do you mean you had to?" And so, before Addie can even get a good word out, honey, here come mama. Okay, she jumping in, trying to save the day. And she is blaming Addie's actions on some high school glorified drama. So, the principal ends up telling her to stay at home for the remainder of the week. And she also hands her mama a pamphlet about getting Addie the proper treatment because her cries for help apparently are getting more definite to the principal and so something needs to be done about Addie's behavior so when they walk out of earshot of the principal mama Addie actually commends Addie for having the heart to take a bat to that bitch's car her words not mine okay she didn't think she had the heart she didn't think she had it in her y'all mama what were you doing back in the day I want to know okay was you the one that we needed the bail money for? Was you the one that needed the, <laughs> the GoFundMe, the fish fries, and all of that so we could bail your ass out of jail? <laughs> I just need to know. So Bronwyn and Nate run into each other where they uh where she fills them in on Addie's suspension. Well, at least she didn't get arrested, is his only reply. I mean he kinda does have a point because she could have got arrested right there on the spot. I'm just saying. And so he goes to walk off, but before they split up again, Bronwyn is just like, hey, hold up, hold up. You acting way too weird right now. What is going on? Like, what, what, what's with the sudden change up? And so Nate was like, who, me? Weird? Nah. <laughs> but he tells her that he did get a mission message from Simon 2.0 that he's to steal all of the money from Victor's restaurant and leave it in a bag by the dumpster. Like, and when I say all of it, I mean all of it for the night. Like, how they go, how they, I'm just trying to figure out how this gonna work. But anyway, that's his mission, y'all. So we gonna hold him to it. 
And since he's still on probation, he has no clue how he's going to figure this one out. So she offers to help him get the money to cover it. But he was like, look, you done already came to the rescue once before. And I didn't ask you for your help. I don't need you trying to put on your cape for me again. Okay. And so she's like, okay, well, maybe they can just plant a camera, um, you know, somewhere where it'll show Simon 2.0 picking up the cash. Now, that's the line of solution to the problem, but okay, it's better than nothing. So I guess we're going to have to see what happens. So Janae is in class when she gets her miss, her mission message. I can't talk today. Her mission, mission message. <laughs> telling her to go to the first floor bathroom in the last stall right in the next five minutes and so she ends up texting may because like as soon as she opens up the message there's like this little countdown clock and so she's trying to like you know get out of it trying to put it on pause or whatever nothing she's trying is working and so she texts Maeve and was like meet me in the bathroom in five minutes and so they end up meeting in the hallway to make it to the bathroom. Y'all, they are booking it to the bathroom where they end up finding this box with a note that tells her to put a jump drive in computer 12 in the study lab. Okay, so now they're down to three minutes. So now they got to book it all the way to the computer lab to insert this jump drive. So y'all, when they walk into the computer lab... <laughs> It's hella awkward because there's already a class in session, seems like, okay? But nobody seems to care that these two random folks that they ain't never seen all semester just walk in the classroom. I mean, granted, they probably know who they are, but you ain't took this class. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. And so Janae and my, uh, Maeve sit down, and so Janae inserts the jump drive, right? While Maeve is going to try to trace the source. But when she inserts the jump drive, y'all tell me why. Tell me why, y'all. Porn. Y'all heard me right. Porn starts popping up all over her screen. And it only gets worse because the volume is actually on. Y'all know how like sometimes y'all be... Um, or y'all were in a classroom or something like that and you had to actually unmute it most of the time, unmute the, the volume most of the time for you to get some sound on it. No, it's already unmuted. So all you hear is, I ain't fin- I-, I was finna do it, y'all, I'm not gonna do it. So all y'all hear is moaning and groaning, right? And all this dirty talk. And so, <laughs> all the other students can hear it, y'all. Like, this is so embarrassing, but wait. It gets even worse, y'all, because then it starts to appear on everyone else's screen, including the freaking overhead projector. Yep, you heard me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this done turned into a Pornhub session real quick. And so... <laughs> Of course, some of the guys, you know, in the back are getting super excited because this is the best school day that they done ever had in their entire lives. This is probably the most action they done seen ever, okay? <laughs> and so now Janae and Maeve are looking at each other like, what in the world? What are we going to do now? So they, of course, end up landing in the principal's office too. Man, she is getting a lot of action today. 
So while Maeve tries to take the hit for her girl, unfortunately, because Janae's already got a mischievous history, she is very skeptical of Maeve's guilt. And so she tells Janae that she's concerned that she may actually be a bad influence on Maeve and not only her, but other students as well. I mean, Addie did just pull a Jasmine Sullivan earlier today, and she has noticed that her and Addie have been hanging out. So maybe there's some truth to that. So she throws it out there in no uncertain terms that Janae is probably going to end up being expelled from school. Just like that. All because (laughs) they are losing so much this this has so many parallels to pretty little lies it's just like why don't y'all go to the police you ain't the one that shot the shot just anyway whatever so Addie is at home comparing the necklace that she grabbed earlier in Giselle's car to the one that she already had of Jake's um you know whenever he gave it to her and she told the crew to meet her at the pool house because she's discovered something so As she's sending out the text, Coop is getting blown up while he's at his meeting with one of the reps from Marucci, right? Because he had the 3 p.m. meeting. And he's clearly too distracted to pay any attention to what this guy's saying because this guy done went on and on and on. And he's talking about how he want Chris to wear one of their t-shirts or logos or something like that. And so after he's done talking it's like this awkward silence because it's clear that Coop ain't paying no attention and so his dad kind of nudged him like hey this your time to respond fool and so he looked up and he was like ah yeah 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 (laughs) and so um like I said the rep is basically trying to write a storyline for him while sporting some of their gear okay he writes down a figure to offer to Coop and his dad. And dad says that, of course, they'll be in contact because it's a pretty nice figure that he's written down on a sheet of paper. So they've got some serious thinking to do. So the crew meets up with Addie and Addie confirms that the necklaces are one and the same. So yes, Giselle does indeed know Jake to, to some type of extent. But who helped her fake those pictures? Doesn't it seem pretty convenient that as soon as Addie confronted her with the truth that she got that text to mess up Giselle's car? It's all just a part of, you know, Simon's plan to throw everyone off her scent. Well, Giselle, about her being a Simon 2.0. And so that was like, okay, if Giselle is Simon 2.0, why did she tell Janae to put porn on display at school? Like, that part don't make sense. But we're going to roll with it for now, okay? Maybe Giselle is Simon 2.0. And so Addie suggests that they break into her hotel room to get more information on her, right? So just then, a door slams causing Addie to jump all the way out of her skin, okay? Janae's dad has finally made it home, and they need to have a serious conversation, like, right now. So everybody has to exit stage left. And so they're sitting down, and... She's just like, you know, she's trying to explain it away and how she's going to go to therapy and try to talk to somebody, yada, yada, yada. But dad ain't trying to hear that this time. He said, you know, he let her know basically that not only 
is she going to be getting pulled out of Bayview? That's the school they go to. But that she's actually going to be heading to boarding school next semester or prep school. Are those one and the same? I'm assuming so. So I'm going to call it boarding school. Because she could probably benefit from a more disciplined environment, in his opinion. And so, understandably, she gets very upset and she snaps off on him, screaming that he basically left her to raise herself during one of the most difficult times of her young life. And the truth of the matter is, he doesn't know her at all. None of them do. So, what's going to happen? Is Janae going to have to go to boarding school? Is the murder club going to get broken up? I don't know. We're going to find out. Meanwhile, Addie goes to Jake's house to try to gather more information on Giselle from none other than Crazy Cole. And so, in my head, I'm like, why are you going over there? Like, this man literally just, like, made you hella anxious. You were frightened of him. Like, why are you trying to talk to him? Like, I get it that that's Jake's brother. But honestly, can you not go get information another way? <laughs> he is so creepy and so Addie tells Cole that she doesn't trust Giselle she feels like she's hiding something and that maybe she's lying about where Jake actually is located and so Cole confirms her theory about Giselle not being who she claims she is but not in the sense that we mean you talking about just that she's crazy okay so basically he tell Addie that she needs to watch her back she's dangerous but just a minute ago, like, again, was this a plot hole? Because wasn't he just mad at Addie? But now he's so concerned about her well-being. So concerned, in fact, y'all, that he actually tells Addie that he's going to handle her. Meaning Giselle. He's going to handle Giselle for Addie. That's what we're going to leave that for a second. Coop is on a run. It's nighttime. Coop is on his nighttime run when he sees this car cut the corner real quick and like kind of lunge toward him or like rev their engine towards him. Like whoever is driving wants to hit him or something, right? So he ends up getting a good distance between himself and the car and he turns around just to kind of prepare himself for, you know, who he may face once whoever this is gets out the car. But y'all, Chris, his ex, is the one that actually steps out of the car. And so he comes over to him because Coop is like, what in the hell? Like, what? why are you trying to scare me like that? Why are you running up on me like that? And so Chris was like, hey, man, I swear that cop lady hacked my phone or something because she ended up paying, uh, paying him a visit at his dorm, or she had Coop phone, because she ended up coming to Chris's dorm room and she spilled all the tea, okay? And so he tries to clue him in. What well, Coop tries to to clue Chris in, say that fast, <laughs> about what's been going on recently. But honey, Chris don't want nothing to do with any of this mess. So he doesn't turn his ears off at this point. And so Chris was like, before I, I put a stop completely to all of this mess i need a favor from you coop and that is to finally admit that we've broken up because he got people running up on him for like thinking that he's stepping out on coop because they're still together on social media so of course because people are ride or die fans for coop 
when they see Chris out, you know, with maybe a significant other or a potential boo or whatever, a blind date, whatever, they thinking that he's stepping out on Coop, but the truth is they've been over for a while now. So he need Coop to tell the truth to the people. So, so you know, won't nobody crazy try to run up on him. And so this definitely puts Coop in a dilemma because, of course, you know, we've got this whole offer from Marucci to try to, you know, put on this image that they're this gay couple and they're doing well and he's an all-star athlete, this, that, and the third. So what is Coop going to do? So he apologizes to Chris for having to go through that, but he tells him that he'll handle it. And so they end up sharing this cute little moment before Chris finally says goodbye to Coop for good. Coop ends up making it home and he's obviously stressed out. And so dad says, you know, that he's been looking through the paperwork from the offer and he basically likes what he sees. Like everything is lining up. Everything is legit. You know, we just got to figure out what we want to do. And Coop basically has a mini meltdown and he kind of confides to his dad that it's just been way too much pressure on his shoulders. And he feels like he he can't at this point talk to his dad about his real life okay because we know that you know dad is there to support all things sports for coop and you know but at some point we have to break from the professional stuff and get into the personal i'm still your son at the end of the day so he feel like he can't he can't be real with his dad and he tells his dad that he's got a lot going on and his dad tries to get him to open up and he informs him that him and Chris broke up. But to Coop's surprise, his dad actually isn't upset. And he only cares about Coop's well-being. And so as long as Coop is happy, then he's happy. And so Coop promises to get back on his A-game so that if real sponsors actually want to work with him based off of his skills his his athletic skills and not who he's rolling around in bed with then he'll you know be be all in for whatever may come and so his dad apologizes for his pain and basically it's on to the next sponsor at this point so Addie hears her doorbell ring and she goes to answer it y'all and they play this old suspenseful ass music <laughs> but when she opens the door it's only Bronwyn Okay, she's coming to help Addie get more dirt on Giselle. And so, y'all, they sit up here looking real amateurish, like calling around to all these different places, giving uh, Giselle's multiple aliases to see if she's currently, you know, sleeping at that particular hotel or motel. It's not the Holiday Inn, though. <laughs> and so, Bronwyn is trying her luck, and honey, she get hung up on real quick. But hold up, okay? Addie may have found a solid lead because she notices a parking pass on one of the pictures um, that Giselle has on her social media page for the Oceanside Motel. So maybe we really going to figure out where she is. Put that on pause though. So back to Nate. Nate is still dealing with his own dilemma and it seems like he's chosen to steal from the till behind the bar when Victor rolls up out of the blue, y'all, and almost catches him red-handed. But Nate is quick to think on his feet, okay, with an excuse. And he's actually able to sneak the money outside. But as he's putting the money up, Fiona then catches him off guard. 
And so as she's coming out the door, you know, the noise startles him and he ends up dropping the mini cam or something important that was supposed to go in the bag, right? Or somewhere in the area to kind of spot or catch Simon 2.0 on camera. He ends up dropping it in a manhole. So that's a done deal. So he was like, okay, what's up? And so she was like, oh, I was just coming out here to tell you that table, blah, 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 was looking for you. Basically, it's a cover, okay? All she wanted to do was come out there and make out with him. (laughs) And so Nate tells her, you know, that she cool and all, but he just can't do this with her. And so, of course, you know, he goes back in because he's got to get back to work. And she ends up looking very disappointed. So I think she might have seen some potential in Nate, but it just ain't happening. It's all because the brown was stupid self. Ugh. Well, at least he was able to get the money out there unnoticed. So we're going to find out what happened with that. So Brown and they are staking out Giselle's hideout when she walks out with TJ. Addie's ex, Jake's old friend, ex-best friend, whatever. And they are definitely hooking up because they kiss before they end up going their separate ways right so after she leaves they go break into her room and of course they have their moment because you know they're in this room by themselves teenage hormones raging you know all of that we we were all young once (laughs) and very dumb okay (laughs) well at least i was so while brawling's mind is all in the gutter like mine is or mine was when I was younger. Nate is trying to see which side she wants to take first to look for clues. <laughs> oh, you thought you was going to be a busted baby today, didn't you? <laughs> Y'all remember that song with Plies and Neo? Anyway, that's the era I grew up in and all the pretty Rickies and all that stuff like that. So anyway... Vanessa and a gang of people are going to search the woods because you remember they they rallied all of this um all of these volunteers to go help find clues in the woods by Jake's house. And so Coop and Addie end up being the ones to show up from the group and they decide to split up. He's going to follow Vanessa while she ends up following Giselle. Meanwhile, Maeve is trying to track the source to send Janae that countdown clock the other day. But she tells her that it's going to take a while. And so Janae was like, shoot, I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm suspended for now or possibly expelled. So I got all the time in the world. (laughs) And so they end up talking about her going to boarding school. And of course, they share a moment. It's real cute. Back at the woods, Addie is looking very suspicious. um, Just kind of following Giselle around. Not necessarily really looking for clues. Just kind of keeping a real close eye on Giselle. She, I mean, she might as well be holding a girl hand at this point. And so, um, Giselle ends up noticing what she's doing and calls her out for messing up her car, right? But Addie says, says that she was just doing what she was told. And she was like, yeah, you know something about that, don't you? And so she tells her that she'll be more than happy to pay for the damages, but she wants to know, (laughs) she wants to know which name she should write out the check to. Y'all, Addie is being hella petty today. (laughs) And so Giselle threatens her and walks away because she didn't like that comment, which clearly puts fear in Addie's heart. 
Now, if you're going to be doing all this smart mouthing to somebody, how are you going to be shaking in your boots after she says something back to you? Like, girl, quit being so damn scary. So, Bronwyn is looking at Giselle's laptop while Nate is having no luck, you know, trying to find leads as well. So, Nate starts to flirt with Bronwyn about their first time, you know, just fantasizing. When they hear someone opening the door. And so they hurry up and run into the bathroom. But lucky for them, it's just housekeeping, right? And so Bronwyn starts to shower. And she was like, can you come back? And the lady was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll be back. And so, <laughs> of course, again, because they're horny teenagers and their hormones are raging. The intense thrill of almost getting caught makes Nate realize that he likes being with Bronwyn. Because with her... For the first time in his life, he's actually got something to lose. Oh, Nate is so sweet. And so, of course, they start making out. Y'all, is he going to take her down in the bathroom? It sure seems like it. And so, of course, they're making out. They get caught up in a moment for a few heated seconds. But then Bronwyn hears this bag fall, right? And so she was like, Nate, hold up. Hold up, but wait a minute. And as they look down, y'all, it's a bag full of cash. As in possible cash that he stole from the restaurant last night and left for Simon 2.0. Meanwhile, back at the woods, Giselle is making her own discoveries because, y'all, she done found a bullet casing. The walls are closing in, y'all. They're getting real tight. So, back with the crew... Nate confirms that she did indeed have the money he left last night for Simon 2.0 in that bag. So she's got to be Simon, right? So now they actually just need a plan to stop her. Okay, but how are they supposed to do that? They can't go to the police and they can't just go to her door and request that she stop with the foolishness that is the foolishness that is all these crazy stunts. So Maeve chimes in and says that she thinks that she's found a way to message Simon 2.0 back, right? She done hacked the system of the hacker. So now the hacker is getting hacked. <laughs> and so that was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So what message should we send? And so she was like, oh, I already sent the first message. <laughs> and so that was like, wait, okay, so the way that our group functions we get a consensus around here before we make any type of moves. So you should definitely not do that again, okay? <laughs> and so she was like, it's cool. I already messaged her and told her that I know her real identity. And so just like that, the crew ends up getting a message in the, the group text, right? From Simon 2.0 to meet him or her at the water park tonight at midnight. Well, that was a fast turnaround time okay may we getting somewhere we getting some results it's getting good y'all so midnight comes and the murder crew goes to the water park and y'all i thought this was gonna be like some open you know functionally running water park no this is a old busted down like closed water park creepy ass water park okay <laughs> it's just creepy and so then when they're pulling up they immediately spot Giselle's car but I think that this is all just like some major red here and like this is all too convenient right and so they end up following some random weird noise well 
everyone that is except for Addie. Because Addie ends up hearing another noise once everybody else done took off in the other direction. And so, y'all, why in the hell did Addie follow this noise by herself? Why did she go investigate by herself and didn't let nobody know where she was going? They all have their phones at this point. Why you just couldn't send a group text real quick like, hey, everybody turn on, they find a friend, whatever, just in case we get lost. I'm just saying. So, she just got to make better life choices. So, she ends up seeing someone kind of like lurking in the shadows nearby. And so she does something even more stupid. Y'all, she started talking. She started talking to the shadow. Hello? Hello? Giselle, I know you're Simon 2.0. Come on out. So meanwhile, as she's chasing the shadow, the rest of the crew have continued to walk. And when they finally turn around and realize that Addie is no longer with them, y'all, why they hear somebody scream? they heard a girl scream and so they hurry up and run back the opposite way to find a girl laying on the floor with the same daggone mask that coop had had earlier in his locker this is the exact same mask and it's covering this girl's face that's laying on the ground and so Addie actually ends up coming out of the shadows so we can conclude that this girl is not Addie and that nine out of ten times or ten out of ten times this girl that's laying in her own blood is in fact Giselle so they end up lifting the mask and confirm that yep it is her and so they look up they're looking around and it was like dang what happened like did she fall or did she jump to her death like it's a mystery right because they don't see nobody else well Addie saw somebody but we don't know what happened and so I honestly think it was neither. I don't think she jumped to her death or that she fell. Something else must have happened. I don't know. So just then, after they are looking around, Simon 2.0 sends them a warning text saying that they don't make the rules. They play them. And that was the end of the episode, y'all. I told y'all this episode was so good. So good. And I know, okay, I know I'm behind. But y'all just come along on the ride with me, okay, like Toya. I love, absolutely love, love, love this show. Thank you guys for your patience. Like I said, your girl been trying to get her coins, okay? So I have been falling off the wagon just a little bit. But I'm going to get back consistent starting this week. So I've got some more stuff lined up. I'm going to try to do two more tonight. And then do two more later on this week. Um, so yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful work week. Okay. Um, if this is the only one that you listen to tonight, you can reach me at menu TV reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV reviews podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Okay. I love y'all. Please continue to review and rate if you haven't already. If you got a pair of red sneakers in your closet, please rate your girl. Please review your girl. You ain't even got to leave like an actual comment. Just do the stars. <laughs> like the Amazon delivery people. Just do the stars. That way we can expand our family, y'all. I really do love y'all. And I sincerely appreciate your patience. Um, It means the world to me. So, 
Until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.